This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com. Off. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, which we daily about what's going on. And then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem to spaces like these. And today we have you, Kamoka, from Nolus Protocol. Welcome. Glad to be here, guys. So before we uh, dive straight into uh, what Nolus is all about and uh, what you have uh, in store for us uh, in the in the coming days, um, with a with a launch and everything, uh, I like to start these spaces with a little bit of personal background because people come from all sort of walks of life, really, uh, in crypto uh, and Cosmos in particular. I feel so. Um, so yeah, talk to us about your personal story. How did you end up working uh, working on Nolus? Okay, that sounds like a fair question. Uh, well, most of the people in Cosmos that I actually met in the last year and so there actually have been there in the crypto universe for a long time i haven't so i'm coming from web2 lending company that's doing lending on in let's say the real world it's not the real world but it's like regular financial products that you're used to financial leasing credit cards so on and so forth so coming from that background i actually we got the idea that we can do lending better on the blockchain. And this is how we created the idea of Nolus because Nolus actually represents the idea of doing better, not so over-collateralized lending at lower cost with margin uh, costs that are really better compared to uh, competitors and finally owning the asset. So yeah, I'm coming from a Web2 trying to transfer to Web3 and Nolus is the product that I'm trying to transfer to with. Awesome. I just to understand better. So does that mean you come from Web2 like with a ter- uh, technical uh, background or, or business background or yeah, what's, yeah, your, financial what's your background? Financial I have been doing, I, I, I have been doing like a lot of financial uh, products in terms of uh, I have been in big four companies, audit firms, uh, then management consulting, then uh, really M&A, deals, whatever. Everything connected to finance was my deal before I joined the Web2 company that's doing lending. And, uh, and this was like six years ago. I started like a CFO of the company based here in Eastern Europe that I'm based in. Uh, that's doing a lot of Web2 lending, like I mentioned, uh, credit cards, uh, different lending products, instant online consumer lending. And probably like already like 24 months ago, we actually came up with the idea because we are very passionate about blockchain 
we have been personally passionate with blockchain for a long time and we came up with the idea that we can do better lending on the blockchain rather than what what there is as products already. Talk to us about uh, where that passion came from. Was there like a eureka moment for you, <laughs> both in terms of uh, blockchain, but also for Cosmos, obviously being the Cosmos Club, a lot of people they have uh, different stories when when I ask them how they got inspired to 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 even build on uh, on Cosmos. Yeah, so talk to us about that. Was there a eureka moment there? <laughs> well, we started with the idea that there is no need to have a centralized entity doing the lending. So we basically know this is a non-custodial Web3 suit, actually a layer one, app-specific chain, built with Cosmos SDK. Why with Cosmos SDK? We actually started the idea of having a lending product on the blockchain. This was the main idea, right? Once we came up with that, we decided, okay, let's go to Cosmos because Cosmos allows us to have IBC and interchain accounts from day one, basically becoming cross-chain from day one, basically allowing us to move between blockchains without the customer understanding that he is switching networks. And basically the Cosmos ecosystem also allows us to give different incentives to different stakeholders, for example, lenders, for example, borrowers, for example, the people that are just there to do their transactions. So Novus is not just about lending. It's not a money market only. It's like a one-stop shop uh, for all of your crypto transactions. You can actually purchase, sell, swap, stake your crypto. You can take the world's first DeFi list. This is a lending product, which allows you to take like three times more exposure at lower liquidation rate and actual ownership. So, an income passive suit that allows you to manage your digital assets in a non-custodial way. Fantastic, fantastic. And I think that's a good segue uh, into what uh, what you guys are building uh, at Nolus. So um, I like to sort of frame this as if I have never heard of Nolus before or as if I'm five, <laughs> you know, cut it, dumb it down for us. Uh, what is Nolus all about and uh, why should we pay attention here? Well, Nolus is lecture, uh, putting it very simply, it allows you to be there in the crypto universe if you want to be there. So it allows you to do any single transaction that you ever imagined on the blockchain without the burden a feeling a hard UI, a feeling of hard, uh, let's say, uh, very costly transactions or very costly interest or whatever. So basically, you're allowed to do, for example, if you're a borrower, you provide a down payment, you get three times more exposure, you get 40% lower liquidation rate compared to crypto lenders that you have seen on the market. So basically, it basically allows you to do anything you want on the blockchain with all the digital assets possible without you understanding that you're, for example, switching networks, that you're going from Ethereum to Cosmos, from Avalanche to Cosmos or whatever. So an encompassive suit, suit that allows you to be there on the blockchain if you want to be there. Sorry, I uh, mistakenly muted myself yeah, here. Um, 
Perfect. And I think um, something that uh, I think the narrative is very strong, uh, having the first DeFi lease and being able to borrow 3x uh, to your equity. Talk to us about how you achieve that, because I think a lot of people are becoming almost allergic to leverage and borrowing and, and all these different things. So uh, you mentioned a few times now that uh, you, you want to invite the masses. Uh, you didn't say this, but that's sort of what you allude to, uh, to, to come in and, uh, and, and yeah, really um, get more exposure to crypto, if you will. Uh, so yeah, talk to us how, how, about how you achieve that, uh, perhaps even from a technical perspective, uh, you know, with the, with the DeFi lease uh, and how people should feel safe about uh, using uh, NOLAS. Sure. So first of all, let's start with, with the statement that it's essential to say that borrowers actually have different options. They can go to centralized exchanges. They can go to Aave Compound, those DeFi solutions. If they have any collateral, they can provide this as collateral. They get up to 50% out of it. And if the price drops by 35 to 37%, they get fully liquidated. And this is what we see as inefficient. We see it as over-collateralized lending. We see it as high risk of liquidation. We see it as having no asset ownership. So in NOVUS, actually, the borrower walks up a down payment. This down payment, first of all, could be in any currency, fiat, stable, digital asset. And once you do that, you actually get 150% above that down payment in a loan. And here the beauty comes from the part that your loan, together with the down payment, actually goes and purchases the desired digital asset you want to purchase. Let's say it's Atom. You have 20000 as down payment. You could receive up to 30000 from NOS as loan. In stables, now you have 50,000. Those 50,000 go and purchase your atom position at 10 per atom. So basically 5,000 atoms are purchased for you. Those 5,000 atoms are actually walked into your lead smart contract. So basically they become your collateral. They become the way to protect your position. This gives you more exposure because you're not only giving the down payment as collateral, but you're also giving the loan as collateral. This gives you 40% lower liquidation rate. And you own the asset through the time. So basically, if you want to, for example, liquid stake that asset, because I've mentioned Atom, it could be Ethereum as well through Lido, you can liquid stake and earn rewards on the amplified position while you're staying in a position or a purchase position that fixed your asset price immediately. It's never changing interest rate. It has no other uh, related costs in terms of transactions. And the price of the leverage asset is fixed as at least creation. So basically any appreciation of the price, if the price increases through time, it stays for you as a borrower. Right on, right on. And just to uh, compare to something that uh, most people who've ever used DeFi and money markets um, will know about uh, let's let's take Aave for example or any other money market I think most of them work uh, kind of the same way so you would take let's say your Atom or ETH or whatever asset you provide as collateral you lend that or deposit that to let's say Aave 
you uh, that will obviously bring some interest because you're lending it out essentially, but you also are able to take out a loan, uh, basically uh, using Atom, ETH, whatever you deposited as collateral. And then there will be a loan to value ratio, LTV ratio, typically let's say 50% or 60%, sometimes even 90% if it's stable coins, depends on the asset basically. Um, so that's pretty straightforward, I guess. Most people are familiar with that setup. Um, LTV can never go beyond 100%. Uh, maximum, I think, is uh, is around this 90% for stablecoins. But that's where you guys really differ, right? Because you can go beyond 100% LTV. But also, there's uh, different other uh, features, if you will. For example, fixed interest, uh, interest rates, as you as you mentioned before. On Aave, for example, the interest rates uh, fluctuate depending on the demand and supply of, uh, of the different assets. So perhaps you can sort of uh, compare to, to something like Aave, let's say, or other money markets, uh, just to help uh, the fellow DGNs out there who wants to place knowledge and compare it to something they know. Yeah, maybe the first difference here is that Aave compound maker DAO, whatever you take, they have segregated liquidity. This is very essential because segregated liquidity actually makes sense in terms of different asset classes being held within the lender and the borrowing position. So it's a BTC pool, it's an Ethereum pool, it's whatever. Once you move outside of an ecosystem of a blockchain like Ethereum, you go to Avalanche, you actually need to build that liquidity from ground up. You need to tweak your smart contracts in order to do that. Now, why I'm saying that is because NOS actually acts through stable coins. And those stable coins are essential towards the whole model because we don't keep liquidity fragmented in different asset pools. We don't keep BTC, we don't keep Ethereum. Lenders actually provide stable coins. They, those stable coins are used from the borrower to purchase any single asset out there. So from a DEX perspective, meaning that we are connected to a DEX, that you are able to actually switch the stable coin towards Ethereum, wrapped BTC, Atom, whatever you want to do as a borrower. So meaning that it allows us to be very flexible in terms of in terms of providing services toward borrower. And also you provide a down payment in any currency. You are not obliged to go to the pool of Ethereum and provide Ethereum as down payment and then or collateral with Aave and get up to 50% out of it. You can take your Ethereum, provide it as down payment and nose, take BTC if you want to purchase BTC, take the price of the BTC now today. And once the price appreciates, you can use that appreciation to repay your loan. You have multiplied position. You can liquid stake, for example, if the asset allows. You can earn different health optimizations. Your fixed interest rate is never changing, as you mentioned, compared to a variable interest rate with Aave. If, if the money market is inefficient at the moment, the variable interest rate could go, go up at like 50 60% APY. This could never happen on an OS protocol. You have a fixed, never-changing interest rate during the duration of your contract. Awesome. Thank you for that. I think that clarifies things. But uh, just to put uh, things more into practicality, uh, you recently launched the uh, Nolus chain. 
and uh, people can start, I guess, uh, viewing it, uh, seeing blogs, etc., on mainnet. So yeah, talk to us about the launch. Talk to us about the rollout of uh, of the Nolus protocol. Well, we're very very early in that stage. We actually started like a beta product like a month and a half, almost two months ago. So people actually went into the app. They tried it out. They gave us feedback of what they want to see changed, and we changed it for them. So the whole idea was we actually had like 5,000 people that actually tried the protocol. They gave us some feedback, different kind of feedback. We envisioned that those feedback is implemented already in the app. So we launched on the 23rd of May, a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days ago, probably next uh, last like it was Tuesday, I guess. Uh, we launched the blockchain. We are yet to launch the app itself, which is hopefully going to be launched by the end of this week, where actually the, the people, the users would be able to take the DeFi list or do whatever transaction they desire on the blockchain. Uh, the good thing is that we have been, in terms of uh, technology, audited by Oak Security. We are currently being audited by, audited by Halborn. So the idea is to be very conservative in terms of uh, what we build as technology so that people feel safe using our services. This is the most essential thing once you are extremely non-centralized or decentralized. So yeah, it has been hell of a ride. We only launched, we want with only one hour of delay. This was a huge success in my in my point of view. I was hoping just to have at least 24 hours the most of delay. One hour, that was really great. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, it's uh, much better than most teams. I think uh, a lot of teams, you know, they... Yeah, we they, got a lot of help from validators, by the way. Uh, so especially I see the cross nest is here. They helped us a lot in many directions, especially during those hard hours of launching so thank you guys shout out to validators for sure Especially, without yeah. them cosmos wouldn't exist exactly yeah so um so you launched uh, on mainnet uh, this week tuesday i believe you yeah. said uh on monday maybe um and um you will open up the app later this mm -hmm. week which is also why i think a lot of people have not exactly got their hands dirty with no list yet. There's a lot of interest, soon, I think, soon, from soon. the community. I cannot wait, actually. <laughs> I, I, want, <laughs> I wanted to take the first DeFi list today because this was the, the time that uh, the technology should have been ready. It actually is ready, but I'm still keen to take that. We'll see in the morning. Awesome. But yeah, I think uh, the community is super interested in this. I think... Uh, the inner degens that we all have is uh, coming back to life with uh, something like Nolus, uh, where we can just see the uh, opportunity to um, to create all kinds of leases and uh, beef up our portfolios. Um, so that's quite interesting and uh, and something that people look forward to. But they haven't really gotten their hands dirty yet because uh, there's not an application or app uh, they can interact with yeah. yet. But that's uh, that's to come. Uh, in a few days, it sounds like. So that's uh, that's that's really exciting. I want to shift the attention also to um, to the token, the NLS token. 
um, because we have Stream Shop, Stream Swap. Why can't I talk right now? <laughs> Stream Swap is with us. Um, they've requested for quite some time now. Uh, I was looking for a, a good place to blend them into the conversation here because you are doing your token launch on on uh, on Stream Swap. So um, so yeah, I want to obviously ask you to uh, to just talk talk to us about the token launch and then I'll pass over the mic to uh, Stream Swap who was uh, kind enough to uh, to join the space today. Yeah, so we actually talked with the Stream Stream Swap guys that we want to do something that's really community driven in terms of token launch. I think their platform actually fits that roadmap exactly so because let us be fair with a liquidity bootstrapping event, for example, you get an algorithm in order to decide what the price is. We, while with StreamSwap, you actually get the people, your community, to actually drive the price of the token. And this is what we exactly what we like and how the protocol, their protocol, StreamSwap is structured, allows different communities, different community members, to be associated with a token based on their perception of what the fair value is. So it's like a Dutch auction, maybe, if uh, most people are familiar with something like that, but it, it allows people to be there if they decide to be there. Uh, I'm hopefully, I try to explain it as simple as possible. StreamSwap could actually provide some a little bit of more details if they want. Yep. Uh, do you want me to go ahead? Yes. Yes, please. You are coming in loud and clear. Welcome to the club. Definitely. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I'm Sisla behind the StreamSwap account. And, uh, you know, yeah, uh, as as the Nolis team mentioned, and you know, we are also very excited to provide this platform uh, on Osmosis at this point in time and uh, are able to like go ahead both with uh, you know a fair community driven price discovery as well as like a fair launch where uh, people that are participating you know get access to a new project you know in in yeah at least at this point in time in the fairest possible way in the Cosmos ecosystem so. Yeah, like for those that might be wondering what StreamSwap is, StreamSwap is a time-based token swap protocol. So on Osmosis, you have what is what are like instant swaps at this point in time. So if you want to like say swap Atom to Osmo, you can do it instantly. But for a new token that might not have a price already set, StreamSwap can be utilized for price discovery of the token and the launch. So what do we mean by that? Uh, Nolis protocol locks, say, X tokens, and they accept, uh, say, Osmo uh, for their token, and they want to swap the Nolis token, NLS token for Osmo, and bootstrap liquidity. If this is the problem statement, uh, Nolis will come down to stream swap, create a stream, lock NLS tokens, and let people subscribe to the uh NLS stream, you know, or NLS Osmo stream, uh, subscribers or depositors can come down. Uh, they can utilize Osmo to deposit and uh, receive a share of the NLS at the end of the stream 
based on their proportionate contribution. So if 10 people contribute uh, 100 osmo each, uh, it's 1,000 osmo and each get 10% of the endless supply. So this is like at a very high level, uh, you know, what stream swap is. But, you know, yeah, I can get into the mechanism in depth as well. Like, yeah, I'll let you take over. Please do. But uh, before you do, just to uh, get the high-level details, so uh, the uh, the NLS token launch uh, is going to kick off in uh, June 13th. So that's in two weeks from now, I guess. Exactly, actually. And then we'll, it will run for 48 hours, uh, split into two phases, a bootstrapping phase and a streaming phase. And I think that's a good way to uh, pass back the mic to, to you, sister, because... Uh, People might wonder what the heck is a bootstrapping phase and a streaming phase. Yeah, I think the question answer question and answer format works well. So I'll quickly explain what a bootstrapping and streaming phase. Uh, what are these? So the bootstrapping phase is the time period before the swaps actually happen. So during this phase, the subscriber or whoever wants to participate in the stream can subscribe with their Osmo. That means they lock their Osmo or deposit their Osmo and nothing actually happens. You know, they, the Osmo are just sitting in the contract and uh, there are no swaps actually happening. But in the streaming phase, that is that is when we have the swaps actually happening. So you have the endless token and the Osmo token getting swapped over a period of time in the streaming phase. So the two phases, bootstrapping phase is when the liquidity, like people can get ready, you know, like people might be in different time zones and so on and so forth. And you know, they might not be available at the exact time to swap their tokens. But, you know, during the bootstrapping phase, anyone at any point in time can subscribe, like deposit or withdraw their Osmo and uh, be ready for the streaming phase. In the streaming phase too, people can subscribe and deposit at any point in time. But you know, you would have already had swaps that started. So, you know, if you come in or join in a bit late, you might not be able to, like, capture the full potential of the streaming phase. And hence, the 48-hour bootstrapping phase is for people to get ready. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, passing back the, the mic to uh, you, Kamoka, um, talk to us a little bit about uh, your thoughts about the token. What's the utility behind? What's the use of the token? Like all these different things that uh, people will ask you uh, when it comes to the token. I'm sure you've answered it many, many times, but uh, I'm here to ask the question again. <laughs> yeah, so basically the token the token is very central towards what we're building, to the ecosystem as a whole. The NOS actually acts as gas. So it's a layer one, it's an up chain. So the only way to interact with the app chain is actually to use NOS as gas. Um, but also it allows you as any stakeholder on the network to really use the NOS in order to do different stuff. For example, you can stake NOS to incentivize as a borrower to have lower interest. Or as a lender, you can stake NOS in order to be incentivized to have higher interest. If you're a lender of stable coins, you're allowed and you're getting rewards, first of all, in stable coins, but also in our native NOS token. You can stake on the network. You can earn rewards from day one. The inflation currently runs at 20% APY. With a certain amount of NOS staked, 
borrowers and lenders are allowed to do different stuff on the platform. So we've discussed the 150% above the down payment that you're allowed to do with the DeFi lease. But if you stake more of NOS, you are allowed to do not only 150%, but actually 400, 500, 600%. Or not making a buy position, purchasing the asset, but rather a sell position. So the NOS plays a vital role within this ecosystem because it allows different people to do different stuff on the protocol by staking or by using the NOS as a method, as a utility in order to do that. Awesome. And I'll start to blend in the community questions early because there's quite a lot, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> a lot of people are asking, uh, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes very high-level questions, sometimes very uh, very specific questions. But one of them is uh, staking rewards. Uh, you just went live on, main, on mainnet. Um, the token is coming out uh, with the uh, uh, via stream swap, swap uh, the, uh, the token uh, distribution. Uh, via the bootstrapping and streaming phase. But uh, what about staking? Talk to us about that and the uh, utility of that, of course, uh, securing a network. Yeah, as a proof of, proof of stake, this is the only way to secure the network. So you're currently allowed to do that if you're owning NOS. It would give you some, uh, let's say, juicy rewards out of it. We currently have like 20% APY for our staking rewards. This is the target that we have been targeted for launch and targeting for the first two years of operation. So we don't want to go like higher than that. We don't want to go to lower than that. That's why our delegation program towards our validators, which are an active set of 40, would be uh, would allow us and allow us the delegation to, to meet the criteria so that 20% APY is earned on an yearly basis. Fantastic. And I just want to ask an open question for both of you, actually, because I think it's something that the community, first of all, is interested in hearing, but also it's very difficult to, to know exactly what happens behind the scenes, if you will, when uh, two sort of uh, projects or platforms, whatever you want to call yourselves, comes together and works together for a token launch like this. So so how, how does that even happen in the first place? Do you just, you know, throw up uh, the uh, your hand uh, virtually and say, hey guys, we have this token. We really want to do sort of a fair launch and uh, let anybody who wants to participate, participate. Um, would you be open to... Uh, to, to work together. How does that happen, guys? Uh, I'll let anyone answer it. Yeah, Kamuka, I'll, I'll let you take that <laughs> okay. and then I'll share my Okay, question. no worries, no yeah. worries. So we actually got introduced by Osmosis because we have been working a lot with Osmosis in terms of, uh, it, it is the first DEX of choice for us. So our, our protocol actually works as a, in a way, it works with DEXs. We don't build liquidity on our own protocol in order to swap tokens. So we need a DEX in order to operate our DeFi list, our swapping solution. So Osmosis was the first DEX of choice because it is the it has the largest liquidity on uh, on Cosmos. It wouldn't be the only one that we would be using in the future. 
but it is definitely the first one that we're starting with. So once we go and started working with them, they proposed that maybe instead of a liquidity bootstrapping pool, we can consider stream swap as an option. And once we figured out what it is, how it works, it actually makes a lot of sense for us to use that particular service because to me, stream swap actually allows people to be much more fair in terms of their decision-making, in terms of the price discovery rather than the liquidity bootstrapping pool. Yeah, I mean, uh, sharing my version of the story or representing stream swap here, yes, like we got introduced by Osmosis. Uh, we've been hearing about Nolis before, uh, but haven't had like a conversation with the team. Uh, but yeah, Osmosis uh, introduced and, uh, you know, we hit it off right away and uh, explained to them the mechanism as to how this works Uh actually like clarified a few doubts from our end, you know, took some confirmations regarding the tokenomics, you know, how they plan to like go ahead with the, with their launch. And they were like fairly prepared with, you know, most things, but uh, I think it was tailor-made for an LBP, but then, you know, the allocation got uh, shifted to what is, you know, what whatever is being utilized for the stream swap stream. So that happened. And, uh, you know, there were discussions around the strategy, the mechanism, and uh, you know, today here we are in the space with all of you. So, and we're happy to have you here, <laughs> making uh, magic happen. So, uh, talk to us about the uh, the roadmap ahead. And I guess you can sort of split it into a very immediate roadmap uh, in the coming days. We talked about the uh, the DAP going live, where people can start creating different uh, DeFi leases. There's a token, obviously, uh, being opened up on the 13th of June. Um, so, yeah, talk to us about the, uh, I guess, coming weeks. And then, um, and that's, again, a question for both of you. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Kamoka, from uh, from Nolus. Um, and then also, like, feel free to, uh, to go beyond just the coming weeks, right? Uh, you know, you can go months and years from now if you, if you wish so. Okay, months and years. Yeah, yeah, we actually have the plan for the next three years, but let's take let's start short term. In short term, what we want to actually do is first of all the stream swap because re really this is the essential thing and first part happening in less than two weeks. Once we do that, we would be having a pool on osmosis. This would be the first pool that we would be utilizing, so people can use it in order to get the NOS token and do their transaction on the NOS network with the NOS as gas. Uh, what we're also aiming at, we're hoping on the 8th to 10th of June to really push towards a strategic partnership that we have been working for for a very long time uh, to announce it, actually. Once we do that, what what we plan in terms of... Uh, in terms of short-term goals, in terms of medium-term goals, is actually to really push the app towards what we envision it to be. So first of all, really become cross-chain, really being able to do transactions not only in Cosmos, but actually on EVM chains, tap the liquidity out of there as well. Uh, really put on and off of ramping in terms of solutions, so you're able to get your bank account connected to 
the nose app as well really push the non-custodial solution towards uh, uh, creating a wallet because at the beginning you'll be able to use Kepler or Ledger in order to connect to the nose app but actually what we want to do is really create allow you to create a wallet if you don't have one so basically able to attract different new users and the long-term goal is really becoming a cross-chain platform that makes let's say it like that uh, a margin trading protocol with actual ownership beneath wonderful and uh, same question for you sister from uh, streamswap what's uh, what's on the roadmap for you guys what can people look forward to oh uh, i mean i'll say the three launches in june uh, are pretty important uh, nolus has been preparing well as well like you know we can see all the marketing efforts the you know awareness efforts as well so we're very excited for june and uh, you know we have uh, a few more uh, features that are uh, that are being built out uh, we have plans to support other tokens as well uh, most likely uh, that being usdc uh, although like you know we've seen that in the cosmos ecosystem native tokens are typically used more than usdc but at the same time in this context uh, things might be different uh, we know of a few more details from osmosis as well so we are aligning our uh, efforts technical development efforts with that like with with uh, what is happening on osmosis or what will happen on osmosis and uh, yeah talking to like you know multiple projects now and yeah, most are pretty interested to utilize StreamSwap for their launch. And we're doing our best to streamline all efforts and uh, increase the pace of development as well so that we can roll out and push out new features. Uh, you know, things like, say, vested token launches, right? Like, so you not just, like, have a liquid token launch, but mm. your token launch can also be vested. You know, that's something that uh, we've received uh, interest in. And uh, hopefully, you know, uh, going forward, we'll have... Community pools and foundations also utilize StreamSwap to be able to like I, n not liquidate, but you know to be able to run streams so that they can uh, you know have yeah they can have like a lower impact on their current liquidity as well as you know make it uh, community driven. So we are pushing for some of those, uh, but you know hopefully sometime in the future. Yeah. A question that uh, I think fits nicely here uh, when we talk about the roadmap and uh, what's coming, uh, what's on the horizon, basically. Um, and that's a question also for, for both of you is around the uh, the business model. What, I, what we see in crypto and, and Cosmos, I guess, uh, in particular these days is a, is a narrative around real yields and, you know, protocols really operating as a, as a business uh, with a an income statement, a balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera. Not just some hypothetical speculative uh, project that uh, pumps and dumps. So um, a question from the community that uh, a lot of people actually have been asking is, uh, what's the business model for you guys? Um, how do you make sure that you exist, uh, not just in the weeks and months, perhaps years to come, but also decades to come? Um, so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you start, uh, Kamoka, uh, about the business model of Nolus. Well, first of all, the Nose protocol is entirely decentralized. 
So it hasn't or doesn't have any centralized thing within it. So the idea here is that the code actually dictates what happens towards lenders, towards borrowers, towards swappers, towards takers, towards earners, whatever that is. So this is this is essential because in this non-custodial, fully decentralized world, what is essential is that the only thing and the only revenue that needs to be generated by the protocol, in our case, is the revenue that would incentivize lenders afterwards. So we are getting, let's say we have a couple of revenue streams like a swap fee, transaction fee, we have a margin interest fee. All of those revenues actually have one purpose, to buy back our native token on the open market and refill the incentive pool that would be distributed to lenders in the long term, thus creating a long-term incentive for lenders to be on the protocol rather than only in the beginning. And in terms of, uh, I, I hear what you're saying that most of these decentralized entities needs to work like a balance sheet, like having a PL, having costs, having all of that. But I don't think so. I really believe that it needs to be fully decentralized without the interference of a balance sheet, without without you as a user understanding that there is some kind of a PNL behind it. So the idea is that everything that goes into the system in the NOS protocol actually goes back into the system in different users. This is the best way to generate, let's say, profits towards different users. Interesting, interesting. I mean, um, it, it also becomes a bit murky, right? When you are both a chain and a, an application, a token, like <laughs> there's a lot of moving pieces here. And uh, if you want to argue for like a revenue stream and operating as a business, I mean, the only thing that you're selling as a, as a chain, for example, that's that's block space, right? It's, a, it's data to be put on the chain that you have created. And uh, in your case, that's uh, predominantly, at least in the beginning, is DeFi leases. So as long as people want to put data onto your chain represented in DeFi leases, that's success, right? People pay gas fees for that in NLS tokens, and that's what you sell. Just like Ethereum, what, are, what is Ethereum selling <laughs> as a quote-unquote business? Um, it's block space on the Ethereum chain, right? So... So that's one part, I guess you can say. And another part is, you know, what about your application? There's, you know, different value creation or capture on an application versus a chain or network. So it becomes murky. That's also why it's a it's a bit of a tricky question, unfair question even uh, to ask. But um, since a lot of people are curious, I uh, I wanted to bring it up. But yeah, same question for you, uh, Sisla from uh, StreamSwap. Uh, how is uh, how is the business model for for StreamSwap? Yeah, I'll say Streamswap is pretty straightforward in that sense. There is a 3000 Osmo creation fee, stream creation fee. Uh, that is uh, primarily you know, flat fee. There's no change in that. And uh, if this is from a creation standpoint, there is a 4.2% exit fee, which is primarily you know, split across development or this is the revenue that we utilize, the proceeds of this will be utilized for development, marketing, operations, uh, security, and uh, some reserve budget as well. So considering that, uh, the creation fee 
is uh, something that we have like you know we believe it is like moderate now like considering the price of the token and all but uh, you know we can see a change in that uh, specifically now uh, going forward uh, but not really soon so no plans on issuing a token at this point in time until the doubt treasury is like well funded and we are like extremely sure that uh, you know the next one year or you know a bit more than that is taken care of uh, after that we like we do have plans on like we have discussed various models on how best we can take it forward and uh, yeah you know look forward to everything that we can do without the token first and uh, yeah align incentives with the token going forward makes sense makes sense so let's uh, try to allow ourselves to to dream a bit guys um i know i spoke about the roadmap just before but uh, i want to go beyond <laughs> just roadmap and uh, deliveries and all that kind of stuff let's say uh, you sit 10 years from now we meet again on a space like this and you sort of look back at what the uh, stream swap and nolus has become what would uh, make you proud what would really be like okay that was exactly what we set out to build. So what would you what would make you proud basically let's say 10 years from now. I'll start with you again Kamoka. It would really make me proud if if knows actually allows people from every single blockchain to be able to interact with the knows protocol without them understanding that we are switching networks without them understanding that they are switching block spaces and with a very cheap easy to do transactions with an extremely easy to use ui and really getting the defi leases really understanding what this is how it works in their in their benefit because it has a lot of benefits compared to any crypto lenders out there and le- really see volume and transactions from every single blockchain out there Beautiful. And same question for you, Sisla, or Streetswap. Yep, yep. Uh, nice, like good answer, uh, Kamuka and team. Definitely, you know that is the way forward. You know, sh- people should not really think about all the technical aspects when they're interacting and when they want to like accomplish a specific goal. So, yeah, kudos on that. Uh, that being said, you know, for Streetswap, I'll say the immediate, like near-term goal. is to be able to make sure we have this fair or you know this launchpad mechanism uh well spread out in the cosmos ecosystem first then other ecosystems and finally if it can be utilized in the traditional finance world which we see the use cases are there uh, they have to be packaged well presented well you know compliant and so on and so forth so if this mechanism if time based token swaps can be utilized in the traditional finance world uh, you know nothing like it and that is where we see like the real impact actually happening starting with you know every project that's utilizing stream swap or everyone like everyone that's a part of stream swap right from now so you know, 10 years from now the goal would be to make sure that this is implemented or utilized in in a in an extremely seamless manner uh not only by crypto native or cosmos folks or yeah crypto native folks but also people from the traditional finance and you know we saw applications of stream swap in uh, i mean i this is pretty wild but we saw applications of stream swap in retail as well when i say retail this is 
FMCG and e-commerce shopping websites also can utilize StreamSwap uh, in various ways. Uh, that's a discussion for later, but yeah, traditional finance would be the first goal. You mentioned a few times uh, interconnectedness, ease of use, bringing on uh, the next wave of people. Um, obviously, being the Cosmos Club, we uh, we would love to see Cosmos be that ecosystem um, using IBC, using the different pieces in the in the Cosmos tech stack. Um, but I want to ask you just before we close this thing off. Where do you see Cosmos evolve from here? You guys are obviously in the trenches. You are building on Cosmos. You are using the tech. You're sort of experts, right? Uh, perhaps even you will be driving the change in Cosmos in the years to come. So where do you see Cosmos as an ecosystem uh, go from here? And uh, how does that benefit your your projects in particular? I'll let any of, any of you uh, answer that first. This is the goal. All right. Uh, yeah, Cosmos to me specifically is sovereignty and uh, the interconnected nature of uh, the stack itself, like the architecture. So in my personal opinion, Cosmos would be, uh, will spread out, like will spread out a bit slower than probably most other ecosystems. But this infrastructure is like pretty solid. We've seen that like time and again. And some of the ideas that uh, cosmos that were implemented in the cosmos are also being you know are also being taken as inspiration for implementations in other ecosystems so i'd say the stack is there uh, it primarily depends on how well the entire ecosystem can like push forward the narrative uh, but from a developer standpoint you know this stack will lead to creation of a lot more uh, or powering a lot more systems uh, and these are systems that we might be aware or we might not be aware. For example, a Cosmos-based uh, you know, app chain can be implemented independently in an enterprise, and assets from that specific ledger can move out of their ecosystem and into the wider Web3 ecosystem. So we see more of these happening, and we believe this will, this will be the way Cosmos will gain the stack, Cosmos the stack will gain adoption, and Cosmos ecosystem will benefit because of the nature of its stack. So we see like a lot of potential and how does that help StreamSwap? You know, it's pretty straightforward. If there are people that are utilizing the Cosmos stack or they're utilizing IBC, we should be able to like serve them, uh, not only like by, you know, not only by deploying contracts on Osmosis, but we should also be able to like develop this outpost style model or a proxy style model where other ecosystems can also utilize StreamSwap regardless of, uh, you know, what ecosystem they're in. Yeah. Right on. Anything to add, uh, Kamoka, on that? Yeah, I actually love the answer because this is, this is exactly what I was thinking, that the core technology here in Cosmos, it's really great. I don't love the drama so much because there is a lot of drama in Cosmos always. <laughs> uh, I love the technology. For- Too much. I love the technology very much because the technology allows you to be upfront to many other competitive services out there, competitive blockchains out there. Uh, the problem here is that we need to, at, at least what I've seen in the past three years in Cosmos, because I haven't heard of that technology beforehand, to be honest. 
my co-founder Ivan actually was the one that really pushed into the cosmos. I thank God for him because this was the right move to do. The technology is really great, but the real problem is that people have been focused on the technology since 2017 and the Cosmos ecosystem actually haven't been pushed into the realm of people using it in terms of UI, in terms of uh, real usage. So this is maybe what we're trying to achieve. We are starting with Cosmos technology and really trying to do a very simple UI in order for people to, to use that service and it doesn't matter to them that we're using Cosmos BD. True that. True that. The best technology is falling in the background. Correct. I think someone clever said that once. <laughs> awesome, guys. This has been a, an absolute joy and very informative, by the way. Uh, there's a lot of things on the roadmap here and a lot of things to look forward to. So just to recap, so the DAF, the Nolus application is uh, coming out later this week. We cross fingers for no delays or no interruptions. The uh, the token launch on StreamSwap will happen on the 13th of June. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll make sure to uh, share that uh, very far and very wide for sure when it happens. Guys, is there anything uh, you want to leave the community with today? Is there anything we left out uh, or anything you want the community to do, of course, uh, after the space? I mean, I just say uh, follow StreamSwap, follow Nolus for all the updates and stay informed. You'll have a lot more information coming out. And thanks again, Cosmos Club, for organizing this and for doing all that you are for the ecosystem. Yeah, and we actually started a poll today whether we want to do the stream swap by USDC or Osmo. So I really would appreciate anyone that has any interest within either one of those to really choose within our Twitter account. So it would it would make us easier to choose. So please, if you have any interest and you want to participate in the stream swap event, please let us know whether you prefer to do it in Osmo or in Stables. Uh, Makes sense. Sorry, uh, Kamuka, like, if you don't mind me asking, do you also want to, say, explain the rationale behind the choice between Osmo and USDC? Uh, well, to us, it, it re, uh, the difference between the two is that USDC is up and running. So you, if you have some liquid USDCs, you can use them within the pool. If you have Osmo, you and you have delegated that Osmo, you have a 14 period, uh, 14 days period in order to undelegate and you can still use it. But here, what is essential is probably the like um, concentrated liquidity that will happen on osmosis. So it's essential for people to understand that their uh, osmosis is really switching towards a new model and maybe it's good to think over whether it's USDC or Nosmo based on that as well. You can please put some additional details if you want. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, you heard it here first. This is the rationale behind uh, no less opting 
or no less uh, creating a poll for the community to decide between USDC and Osmo. So be sure to you know vote uh, and voice your opinion. So we'll be very curious as well, and we'll do our best to support. Yeah, not we'll do our best. We'll make sure to support and do whatever it takes to ensure that it all happens on time. Always great to end up space with a little bit of alpha there. So thank you for that also. Um, but yeah, guys, great to have you here. Great to uh, speak with you. And I'm sure this is not going to be the last time. We make sure to uh, reach, uh, reach out basically to the users that uh, we uh, took questions from uh, for the giveaway. So we will start pinging people or DMing people on Twitter uh, after this. So no need to DM us. Uh, we will reach out to people that we took questions from. Again, thank you so much, Kamoka and Sisla, uh, for coming on today. And uh, all the best to uh, the coming days and weeks uh, rolling this out. It was a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take care. Ciao. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract? Not exactly sure if this is safe or not. Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com, that is blockbases.com.